Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Nate. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Be sure to follow along on social media at the Nate Show on Facebook and at that's Nate Cox on Instagram. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play the Nate Show podcast and she'll start playing it. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it. Why is everything so heavy? That is, uh, for anyone that's a Linkin Park fan, that's an obvious reference to their last um, major hit before Chester Bennington's uh, passing three years ago uh, today as this episode's being released. And I'll get into that. Uh, here in a minute, among other things, um, I want to preface this by saying I was actually just texting a friend of mine right before I, I got to the microphone and I said, I've already been in a weird uh, emotional state uh, lately, especially today. And I'm about to sit down and record a podcast. So like, I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. And I continue that as I'm speaking now. I, I don't really know. um how this is going to go or how this is going to turn out. Uh, It's been two and a half weeks since the last episode that I recorded. It was right before the 4th of July. And I went with, you know, why is everything so heavy is the name of this episode. You know, obviously to tie into the Lincoln Park stuff that I wanted to talk about. The Chester stuff that I wanted to talk about. But it seems to encapsulate a lot of people's feelings about the entire year of 2020. Um, I also want to say that anyone that follows me on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram at that's Nate Cox. um, You may have seen a video that I put up a few days ago about some of my battles with anxiety and depression and why I'm leaving Facebook. And I'll get into that. Um, on this episode of the podcast for anyone that uh, didn't see that or just, you know, to elaborate a little bit further, you know, on those things. But, you know, this is a, a the prevailing feeling for 2020s, uh, not just for me, obviously, but a lot of people, uh, regardless of, you know, their, their work situation or financial situation. And, it, you know, they're all different walks of life are really going through it right now. Um, now there are people that, you know, are, and this is, I'm not knocking these people. These are wonderful people. Um, but there are people that are faith filled and and they're living their best life right now and they're thriving in the midst of this. And that's wonderful for them. You know, I, you know, that's a great thing. I'm not here to knock them or anything else. Um, I'm not here to tell you that you should or shouldn't, you know, wear a mask right now, or you should or shouldn't you know, go out to eat or whatever it is that you're wanting to do or thinking about doing. Um, I posted on Facebook earlier this week that perhaps you should just do whatever you believe the right thing to do is regardless of your political party affiliation because, you know, you've seen growing up and whatever that political parties are Republicans and Democrats. You know, you got an elephant and you got a donkey. And I would argue that they both should just be sheep because they're not people that believe strongly in the party system don't believe typically don't believe very strongly in thinking for themselves. 
now they justify they say well i do think for myself i believe this I, you know i'm whatever and it's it's usually based on it's still based on whatever that party or what someone else believes it's not actually like an internal personalized you know a wise man once told me that you you can agree with something without actually owning that thought process. Like you can say, oh yeah, I agree with that. I, I believe that. But until you personalize it, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, and so that sort of leads me to why social media, Facebook in particular, is bad for me. I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but for me now, I prefaced the video that I put out by saying this, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying this. Um, and again, just bear with me here. Um, I don't want anybody's, anyone listening to this or however you're checking this out, I don't want anyone's sympathy. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, Nate, I'm sorry. I had no idea this and that, you know, and I'm not saying that if you reach out and say something like that, that I'm going to be mad. It's just, that I don't want anyone to think that I'm doing this so that I can get any sympathy or any whatever. I, I just want it to be made known because I wonder, I sincerely wonder how many people on a daily basis struggle with things and just don't know how to talk about it, who to talk about it with, where to go to talk about it, how to process it, how to deal with it other than the same old vices. And, and sometimes you have vices that you don't even know that you have. I would argue that, you know, you, know, you might be fortunate. You may go, well, I'm not addicted to, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not on drugs. I, you know, I don't have a sex addiction. I don't have a this or that or whatever. But you may not even realize that you're addicted to your phone. Like I had to learn that the hard way recently where I'm on my phone like all the time. And it's not even I could pick up a book. I could watch a movie. I could do something productive. I could, you know, do some research so that I have some notes for a podcast episode. I could you know, be making a phone call or reach out to a friend to see how they're doing. Um, I could even, you know finally get around to collaborating with friends on podcast episodes like I've talked about for like three years now um, and I keep putting things off but I learned that like the phone is a major addiction you know I'd just be sitting still for a second like oh let me get on Facebook let me hit, click over Instagram what kind of YouTube videos we got what's going on on Twitter what you know this and that like um, and before you know it you've wasted an hour two hours an entire day um in some cases and um sorry i just noticed a mosquito flying around <laughs> anyway so aren't they supposed to be out anyway um but i noticed that the hard way and so I, I think there are things that people have addictions to that they don't even realize you know the, the facebook one in particular and part of why i'm leaving is you get addicted to when you post something you get that little notification and it's like an instant it's like a reward system it it's a, I don't know how to explain it other than that it, it is, it's, it's very much, you know, an addiction and you, you get excited, you know, somebody comments on your thing and you get some positive feedback or whatever, like you, it's, it's a, you know, a good feeling or you, someone accepts your friend request or you get one and it's like, you know, it, 
it's it's a little thing, but it adds up. And the main reason that I wanted to leave Facebook is because I'm not going to say that there aren't people on Facebook doing good work. There are people on Facebook doing good work. Um, if you go back a couple episodes and listen to my two-part episode with Brandy Augustus, she and the people that she worked with are doing extremely good things with social media out of the Knoxville and the greater East Tennessee area. Um, but sadly, people like her are the exception when the rule is Facebook is generally people with opinions that they don't even really have ways of validating, arguing with people with opposite opinions. It's become just a, just a, um, it's a swamp, just a cesspool of just filth in the midst of everything else going on in 2020. It's really bad. And I found, again, this is just for me, I found that it's affecting me in personal ways. It's affecting my mood when my mood is already easily affected by things. You know, I, I mentioned going back. I'm sure this goes back a lot further, but I first started noticing years ago, maybe four years ago or so, four or five years ago, started noticing that I had some issues with, and I didn't know how to like properly, um, you know, label them, you know, come to find out later, there's some severe anxiety and some extreme depression that just hits. And, you know, I started looking back, it's like a movie when something happens, you know, the plot twists, and then you look back at the rest of the movie and you go, Oh, I should have seen that coming. You know, there are countless times in my life where I've just, I've not been present in moments that I should have been present. Um, and there are things that occurred in my life that I'm sure contributed to those feelings and, and to that emotional process pattern. But there are also things and, and major mistakes that I've made in my life that also, and again, that's why I'm making it clear that I don't want any sympathy. Like there are mistakes that I've made that I don't, that I still haven't, really forgiven myself for and you know it makes you question um it, it makes you question your uh worth on the planet it makes you uh question your worthiness you know you take um you take a lion you take a lion out of the, the wilderness out of the jungle and you put it in a cage sooner or later that lion is going to forget that it's a lion. It's going to forget that it's the king of the jungle. It's just going to become a submissive, um, passive, just whatever. It's just locked in a cage. And that's what I felt like these issues with anxiety and depression have done to me personally. Was take me from someone that, you know, whenever, sorry, I keep having to adjust the mic because it keeps dropping on me. Um, I always considered myself someone that, you know, I'm not like the life of the party by any stretch most of the time, but 
you know, I can, I can usually, you know, fit in with some conversation and I like to make people, you know, feel good and happy and laugh. It's one of the reasons that I started doing stand up last year. And, um, you know, I've always considered myself like a pretty easygoing guy and, you know, I want, want to be, I don't, anyway, I, I do want to be, uh, liked and respected amongst my peers and I like earning that respect and, but I, I've noticed that, yeah, like a lot of times I feel like that lion in the cage where I'm just like, man, I used to be out here roaring. I used to be out here like running free and having a good time. And like now I'm in a cage and not only am I in a cage, I'm in a cage that I put myself in. Like, how do I get out of this thing? Like I put myself in it. How do I get out? And it becomes like this endless cycle. And so, you know, I don't think that leaving Facebook is going to cure that specifically, but I do think that it's a, a major step for me because I know I'm, I've been able to identify the emotional response that I have to things on Facebook. And I, I do want to be clear about this, that the Nate show page will stay up and running. I may not be the one operating it all the time. I'm still trying to work that out, but that page will just have content. I'll have these episodes of the podcast, whatever, you know, whatever other things that I happen to be working on will go on there. Um, but I won't be like scrolling through Facebook and, you know, sharing memes and everything. I'll just strictly be on Instagram and, you know, all the content and everything I post will be, you know, on there as far as like personal stuff. And again, Instagram at that's Nate Cox. And I, I want to clarify again that, even though I'm not seeking sympathy or anything, if anyone ever wants to reach out and, you know, if they have, if there's a question that I can answer or if, you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. Like if, if you're on the other end of this conversation, you're going, man, like I'm in the same boat, like I'm in this cage. I don't know who to talk to about it. Like sometimes I'll be honest with you. I suck at responding because I'm in that place. And it's anyway, but, if you do reach out, I will get back to you. If you say, well, look, I'm in the same, but I've already had, I've already had an overwhelming response from the Facebook video of people saying, look, first of all, I had no idea. Second of all, I've been dealing with this for 10, 15 years, whatever the case may be. And I'm trying this, I'm doing this. And, you know, I found that this helps and, you know, eliminating this from a diet or doing yoga over here, this, whatever it is, um, has helped me. I don't know if it'll help you, but just an idea, you know, like I've been, overwhelmed by the response from that so if you're listening to this and you want to reach out and you have anything or if there's something that I can do to get educated on ways to deal with this and and you know I'm 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 all ears again I may suck at responding but you know it is what it is um it's a bit of a uh you know a clunky transition here but you know, this, I mentioned at the front of this, this podcast episode is going up, um, the three year anniversary of Chester Bennington's passing. Um, I don't get particularly emotional about when celebrities pass. I, this probably sounds cold, but I'm usually of the mindset of would have been good if we could appreciate this person when they were alive as opposed to when it's convenient to when they're no longer with us. Um, yet, 
within the last few years, there have been two celebrity deaths that just, ugh, man. So the first one earlier this year, or not the first one, but earlier this year was um, Kobe Bryant. And you can go back. There's an episode about that. And I had a few friends reach out with their thoughts as well. It's on that episode. You can go back and, and listen to it. But um, so that one was rough. But three years ago, July 20th, 2017, I remember, uh, I remember sitting, getting ready for work. I think I was working a three to midnight shift that day, which was typical at the grocery store that I worked at. Uh, I remember on TV was the OJ Simpson uh, parole hearing. We were going to find out if OJ was going to get out. And uh, I remember got on, see Facebook's like the worst. So I remember getting on Facebook and scrolling and scrolled through a few things or whatever. And uh, saw that, uh, saw a headline that said Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park found dead. And you know how Facebook is sometimes, you know, like in this uh, generation of hold on one second all right in this generation of uh, fake news as it were and a lot of just aggregate sourcing when it comes to news and there's no real um, source anymore that you can like believe in it's just you know and I ain't trying to hear again for you political people all oh, Fox and CNN I'm a, I don't give a I don't care about that um, generally speaking news is hard to trust these days I don't know that that can be disputed and so I see this headline and I go nah ain't no way and then I scroll down a little bit further and kept seeing it and um, it didn't make sense to me at first and in some ways I'm still in shock about it because if you go back to the time frame that we're talking about um, and this is this is why I started with the depression, anxiety stuff first and then talked about this is because those are such literal silent killers that you see pictures shared all the time of like depression doesn't have a face. You see, you would have never thought Robin Williams was struggling. You would have never thought, you know, Brittany Murphy was struggling. There's so many people that, you know, you look up to or that you that have made your life better because their life seems so happy and they, they're an inspiration to you. You know, and if you, if you go through Lincoln Park's music, it's not, it's not as if everything's happy go lucky, but you can, you could tell that, you know, their music and their lyrics was dealing with this stuff head on, but they were saying, okay, now we're overcoming it, you know? And that was the inspiration for the better part of 20 years for me was, and I have a personal story that I'll tell, uh, here in a minute about how their music literally saved my life and uh, the longtime listeners of the podcast may have heard the story already but it's I believe it's worth hearing um, but if you look at that time frame you know they Lincoln Park had a new album out as at the top of the charts and uh, their their hit single heavy uh, was doing really well on the radio and they were um, Chester was planning a reunion with his band Gray Days, which was the band he was in uh, before Lincoln Park and before Zero, um, as it were. Like this was like, you know, they made some music and 
you know, they, they were planning a reunion. And if that sounds familiar over the last couple months, you may have heard some uh, songs come out from Grey Days with Chester uh, singing. And you can tell it's him as like a very young man, but you know, it's still good and it's still Chester. But he, they were planning a reunion. Um, <clears throat> and speaking of side projects, uh, you know, he had a side band, Dead by Sunrise. Uh, their album came out in 2009. I always recommend that album to anyone because it's like a bonus Linkin Park album for people. It's like if you're a fan of Chester and you're a fan of their music, then this is like the this is like really this is like really good stuff. And I always recommend it to people. But you know, he had been Chester had been in touch with his bandmate uh, Ryan Shuck from Dead by Sunrise leading up to his um, his passing and. I'm phrasing it carefully because, yes, it was ruled suicide by hanging. It was ruled suicide by hanging on what would have been his dear friend Chris Cornell's birthday. And if you're a conspiracy theorist at all, um, they were both apparently looking into some um, some different things and trying to take down you know, some child trafficking rings and pedo- uh, pedophilia rings and this sort of thing and there are conspiracy theorists out there that believe they were actually murdered and not you know found dead from suicide but I wanted to speak straight to what the official um, record is which is uh, suicide by hanging because it I don't believe that these are still issues that he dealt with so and leading up to his death, which is what I was getting to, he had been texting with Ryan from Dead by Sunrise and saying, look, like that song, uh, Heavy, where I say, I don't like my mind right now. Like it, he was describing like an hour by hour fight with addiction. He said in the text, he said, I basically just take an hour by hour every day. Um, and it says... I don't like my mind right now. Like, that is me 24 hours a day. If I get stuck in here, like, I just find life really hard. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, and I just, uh, going back to that day that I found out about it, I remember just, like I said, I was getting ready for work. And, you know, at the time, the job that I had, I wouldn't say that it was an important job, but I was in a management position and what I did as far as the day-to-day operation of that place went was very important. And I, I don't, I still don't know. I don't remember anything that happened that day. Like I don't remember clocking in. I don't remember clocking out. I don't remember anything that happened. The only thing that I remember vividly is my, uh, lunch break at seven o'clock in the evening um calling a good friend matt because he and i used to bond over lincoln park's music and just talking and crying and just couldn't believe it and you know when you go back and you listen to that album that one more light album it's uh you know even the title track one more light is about someone taking their life like does it really matter if one more light goes out and he says, you know, it does. And it's like the whole album is just a, a, it's like a long suicide note and it's, 
It's depressing. I remember uh, this is a story I was wanting to tell. And again, I, this episode has been a downer. If you don't want to finish it up, I trust me, I don't blame you. But um, I'll tell this story and I'll wrap up and the next episode will be more fun than this. But when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I'm thinking sixth, I had a friend that was into Linkin Park's music. They were brand new, brand new band. I think that um, Crawling was on the radio. Uh, I don't think In the End was out yet, but Crawling was on the radio. And then, so I remember him getting into them. He was like, dude, you got to check these guys out. I'm like, no, I'm good. And so... <laughs> A little bit more time went by, and in the end came out. And I remember hearing that song already. I'm like, okay, these guys are pretty cool. But, I, you know, again, he kept hounding me, like, dude, you got to listen to these guys. And um, I remember having a particularly bad day at school. And I remember going home and just being like, like, what the hell am I even doing? Like, why am I even here? Like, this is stupid. Like, is this the way life's always going to be? And I remember having some really, really deep, dark thoughts and had convinced myself that I think, that, like, the whole bus ride home was me, like, do I even need to be on Earth anymore? And so by the time I got home, I was convinced that I didn't need to be. So I remember going into my room and throwing had a Nike backpack, red backpack. I remember throwing it on the ground like as hard as I could. And I heard a crunch. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because there ain't no books in there. You know? And I don't know what just got crushed, but I opened up the, um, the little pouch and it was the jewel case from Linkin Park's first album, Hybrid Theory. It was all broken. And my friend had put their album in, in there. And uh, I guess he got tired of me telling him no. So he was like, where are you going to listen to this? And I was like, I remember just like laughing. Going, okay, whatever. Like, it's it's not like I saw it at the time as like a sign from the universe. But of course, in hindsight, it's one of those things where. Anyway, so I remember listening to it. I remember hearing Chester yell and scream about these different things. And even as a sixth grader, like I couldn't relate, but I was just like, Oh, here's a guy that man, like he's gone, he's gone through it too. And this is him letting it out. And, you know, obviously got an album, they got songs on the radio. So like he must be doing all right dealing with it. So that literally, you know, to that point that saved my life. And, that's why his death, regardless of the details, shook me because I thought, man, this guy, like, this guy saved me. Like, man, I, I'd give anything to, like, have done the same for him. To either talk him out of doing what he did or, you know. I, I'd give anything to have done that. You know, there was, there were a lot of fans and people outside of his home after his passing and, you know, showing their love to the family. And there was a sign that said, 
Dear Chester Bennington, it hurts all of us to know that you saved so many lives, yet we couldn't save you. And um, to this day, you know, I, I wish th I wish there was something I could have done, but what I would like to do now is again anyone that's struggling um just know that this gets said in some ways it gets said too much but in other ways it doesn't get said enough like you're not alone um especially right now like everyone's in such a weird place like and even the people that are doing well are you're one moment away from everything falling apart and likewise you're one moment away from everything changing in your favor you know you're never out of it um you're never too far down to get back up again you're never um you're never really defeated unless you decide to just stay in that cage um you know you're just not and uh, again i i want to um i want to apologize that i've been so so much of a, a a um a downer and so much of a this has just been such a depressing episode but you know that's what this episode's literally about is those battles with depression and and everything and you know we're gonna come out of this you know whether you're wearing a mask or not we're gonna we're gonna come out of this and we're gonna have responsibility it's gonna we're we're not gonna be down forever you know, we're going to get our opportunity to, to overcome whatever it is that's ailing us. And if no one else has told you, um, I'm here for you. I got your back. Like I said, if, if there's anything that um, that I can do in the way of just, you know, if you want to reach out to me at uh, at That's Nate Cox on Instagram, or you got anything you want to say, any, anything, I'm around. Again, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, thank you for dealing with this to this point and uh i hope to have you back for the next episode it'll be a lot more fun uh but if not i get it